0: Here we come, walk down the
1: street, we get the funniest looks from everyone. You're listening to Nostalgia Be Damn. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys, and people
0: say we monkey around, but we're too busy singing to put anybody down. Hello everybody, my name is Zach I'm Brandon A.K.A. DJ Kalima. Oh, take your stinking hands off me, you damn dirty human Welcome to Nostalgia Be Damn, the show where we take a look at some of your favorite movies from the Sometimes ashamed to say favorite Sometimes ashamedly favorite movies from the 1990s to the mid-2000s And we take an objective look at them, kind of take off the rose-colored glasses And just see, do they hold up now that
1: we are adults and, you know Educated moviegoers. <laughs> we watched 2001's action adventure sci fi reboot? Question mark. Question Planet mark. of the Apes. <laughs> yes, we did. We did watch this movie. Kind Damn of, it, man. Kind of. Kind, kind of. of. This went in one ear and out the other, my Dude, friend. This
0: is a two hour movie that just it felt like six it was hey let's not tip our hand oh yeah excuse me (laughs) maybe we loved it yeah no well (laughs) as everybody knows the uh
1: most critically successful planet of the apes 2001 (laughs) movie that is incorrect it uh got a 5.7 on imdb and a 45 percent on rotten tomatoes it's technically i think if i did the math here right I think it's the sixth Planet of the Apes movie, okay? So there was the original in 1968, Beneath the Planet of the Apes in 1970, Mm -hmm. 1971's Escape from the Planet of the Apes, the next year, 72, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, and 1973's Battle for the Planet of the Apes. Correct. I'm going to look at you because you're our resident Planet of the Apes expert. Uh Uh-oh. I have only seen the original film and then, of course, the new trilogy and the one we're talking about today, 2001. Mm -hmm. You, however, you've seen them all. Uh, no, I have not seen the last two I've seen okay. the
0: original, Beneath, and, and Escape, escape okay. from Planet I had to stop at,
1: I, <laughs> I've seen bits and pieces for Battle of the Planet of the Apes But okay.
0: I uh, I never saw a Conquest of the Planet of the Apes
1: Yeah, and as many of us know, the series was then, of course, rebooted in again in 2011 With Rise of the Planet of the Apes, 2014's Dawn of the Planet of the Apes and last year's war for the planet of the fucking apes. I mean, dude, it you know, it sounds like a lot, but I, I understand it, honestly.
0: This is such a beloved sci-fi movie. This is a movie that a lot of sci-fi people reference in terms of how they write their new sci-fi movies. It really kind of defined the genre. A, the genre. Yeah, for
1: and, sure. It's up there with, I, I would say, 2001's A Space Odyssey as one of the most influential sci-fi films ever made.
0: Absolutely. It was a landmark in the genre. It was... I got to tell you, even watching it now, having watched it as many times as I have, it's still an intimidating movie to watch. It makes you very uncomfortable. and It's it, a good hook. It's yeah, a good and breath. it just yeah. it resonates yeah. with anybody who likes this genre. Um, so it's just a shame that they felt like they could
1: do it better in 2001 and came out with... This movie, <laughs> but you understand why they would. I mean, there was oh, yeah. over a twenty-year gap between this, and they were trying to get it out. I guess in the early nineties, some of the directors they had lined up here—they had Sam Raimi, Oliver Stone, Christopher Columbus, and James Cameron—all considered to direct at one point. I mean, like all of those people probably would have done, done seem better fitted to this material, right? Yeah. So, yes, this of course is directed by Tim Burton, who also brought us. Now, I'm gonna do—we're gonna do a little game of his filmography. Oh. You tell me if you like the movie. Or don't like the movie and we'll see where his career kind of tipped okay yeah let's do all it. right so we started off with Pee Wee's big adventure his first feature-length film he had done a, bun- a bunch of shorts but yeah. Pee Wee's big adventure eh, pretty good yeah that's entertaining yeah. uh beetlejuice yeah i love great movie. love beetlejuice batman really good yeah, i like really Michael good. Keaton batman mm-hmm. edward scissorhands yeah pretty sweet i, like I recently rewatched that one just really well made and he's and his you know that movie is where you see his aesthetic yeah. Done to a T. Like, that's the quintessential. That is in my about opinion, as peak Tim Burton, Tim Burton. Yeah. as you can get. Then he went Batman Returns, which is dark and fucked up, but I really like it. Yeah, I like it's that movie. So too. weird. Yeah. Uh, Ed Wood, great. Mm-hmm. I really love that movie. Really. I've never seen Mars Attacks. I have. What's your thoughts? Um, I've heard it was like kind of campy, goofy fun. Yeah, it's good if you embrace
0: what it is. If you're looking. If you're looking at it as like if you're taking it seriously, you're yeah. not watching it the right way. If you are are not taking it seriously, I think it's perfect. It's 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 a it's exactly what it sets out to be.
1: Okay, uh, Sleepy Hollow. I love Sleepy Hollow. I think that's a pretty sweet movie. Yeah, yeah Sleepy Hollow for the most part. Yeah, I've pretty only seen it movie. once,
0: but I remember liking it.
1: So then he did this movie, Planet of the Apes. This is where his next couple is still Big Fish. I really like. Big yeah, Fish. I love Big Fish. But I would say Planet of the Apes is his first misstep. Like everyone can agree that it's not a solid movie his other ones i wouldn't say there's a uh a glaring mistake as of yet you know what i mean yeah i would up say this
0: point i would say up to that point maybe mars
1: attack is his weest- sure. weakest weakest yep. film yep okay uh then we get charlie and the chocolate factory yeah. yep yeah we see where this is going yeah uh, corpse bride i still find that one pretty entertaining well, that one wasn't yeah. as bad as i yeah i, I, I like that people. one sweeney todd again
0: I, again i kind of like sweeney right. todd not yeah. bad
1: at all alice in wonderland Ugh, yeah, not God. a good one. That one gave me fucking headaches. I got uh, angry at the end of that movie. Yep. Yeah. Dark Shadows also kind of upset I, me. Uh was was less uh outright angry about it, but just was found it very I, I underwhelming. Yeah, I didn't like it that much. I did however enjoy Frank and Weenie, which was a, another one of those it. Corpse Bride uh stop motion claymation animation type stuff. Big eyes with Christoph Waltz. I didn't see that one either, but it's I do okay. remember wanting to see it. And then he did the uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, which I did not see as well because no. it just seems like this. Yeah, you can pretty much count any of his kids movies from here at this Anything. point. I did not see. Yeah, okay. And now he is currently, at the time of recording this, in pre post production rather on Disney's live action Dumbo.
0: Uh, I'm not going to watch that.
1: <laughs> not going to watch that. Disney has to stop giving him movies. They just have. They to. do. But what's crazy is I just. I, even back in 2001, I was 10 when this movie came out, and I had seen most of Tim Burton's filmography up to that point anyway of what he had done. Mm-hmm. Planet of the Apes struck me, even as a kid, to not be in like his wheelhouse. I was very confused when I heard it was the same guy who did these other movies because it just doesn't feel yeah. like a Tim Burton movie. No, I think, and
0: I think, honestly, there's a lot of problems with this movie that we're going to get into, but I think one of them is almost assuredly this was the wrong director for this. I out of that list of names, I hear someone like Sam Raimi and yeah. I think that would have been amazing. I think he could have done something better with it. Uh Tim Burton, his style just doesn't fit what this is supposed to be. This is supposed to be a sci-fi epic and you know, he's made more like creepy like black comedies
1: and stuff like yep. that, you know, just who cares. It's strange because I think the production design kind of nails it. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But the tone of the movie and the way it's structured and the story itself is just kind of like, eh. It just doesn't feel Tim Burton. And it, the, the I would say the best parts of this movie are the costume design, the makeup effects, the production design, and the cinematography. And the music's pretty good, too, by Danny Elfman. Yeah. But, but there's nothing exceptional about the direction itself or well, the writing, for sure, or the acting. Well, I, I'm going to...
0: And again, we keep teasing, we'll get into it, but we will get into the fact that I truly believe that this was the product of too much studio involvement. Fox got way too involved in this movie. So
1: the production of this is a a very famously documented difficult experience uh, for Tim Burton. This was largely contributed by Fox's adamant release date of July 2001, which meant that everything from pre-production to editing and visual effects work... All was rushed. You can tell the visual effects were rushed Mm -hmm. every time they do a monkey scream. Yep. (laughs) They stretch their mouths out. Oof. Oof. It looks bad. (laughs) The movie, as we know, is definitely set up for a sequel. Tim Burton is on record saying that he would rather jump out of a window than direct a sequel to this film. This was, uh, I think, a planned reboot of the series. And while it did well financially it did not do well critically and so fox scrapped the plans. So it uh, had a 100 million dollar budget, it earned 180 million in the US and 362 million worldwide. Of course it did. Came in 10th for the year of 2001. Some interesting casting uh, decisions went into this movie. So in order to star in this film, Tim Roth uh, declined the role of Professor Severus Snape. He was going to be Snape in Harry Potter, which came out the same year as this movie. He Ooh, turned it down for man. this. Can you imagine living with that decision? I know, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that movie wound up getting fucking Alan Rickman work for years, Years, like after. yeah. after. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg joined the film after meeting with Tim Burton for only five minutes. Man, I want to work with this guy. I like him. I like his hair. <laughs> He's really funny. He was so anxious to work with Burton that he agreed to play the part and dropped out of Ocean's Eleven. He was originally going to play the Matt Damon role of Linus, I believe. I mean... Uh, we'll we'll call that a wash maybe (laughs) i don't really think yeah either of them added too much but i mean if you if you want to look at it if you want
0: to look at it financially uh he got two more movies out of that whereas
1: mark Wahlberg did not (laughs) (laughs) also true also true uh and during the film's early development harrison ford kevin costner and patrick swayze were considered to be the lead role how the hell do you go from those three actors to Mark
0: Wahlberg? That's a very that's elite. I mean, I honestly all I can think is like a couple of ruggedly handsome Charlton Heston esque yes. men. Yeah, that's all I
1: can think. Or Mark Wahlberg. Or Mark Wahlberg. Or Dirk Diggler. Or Dirk <laughs> Diggler. <laughs> all right, dude. That's all the background info. Do you want to get into this? Yeah, let's do so, it, man. Let's, oh no. I do want to say before we jump right into the plot, dude, the DVD of this. Oh, oh my God. Ay <laughs> So this was,
0: we, we need a little background because we were in Bull Moose picking up this DVD and Brandon insisted on, instead of just getting the Blu-ray or getting a normal DVD, he got the, the like, two-disc two special, special edition DVD 13 Hours
1: of primate-packed extras, my
0: friends. Ooh, Thirteen <laughs> hours of extras, and r- you know this is an early DVD because right at the beginning they have like a two-minute,
1: like in-your-face DVD is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> directors commentary, bloopers, <laughs> all kinds of shit, Documentaries. and it's like flashes of light, and there's even subliminal messages. It's like get into it in yeah. robot
0: voice. Yeah. yeah. Robot Meanwhile, voice. interspliced with movies like. Like,
1: Big Mama's Big
0: Mama's House. House <laughs> <Titan> Independence <laughs> Day, Titan AE. A couple of our yeah. movies yeah, that we've done. And also wow. uh, The X-Files.
1: Yeah. But yeah, no, it just reminded me of the good old days of the the first DVD. This movie I watched on VHS. That was when I first watched it. Really? I haven't seen it since the days of VHS. I remember loving it as a kid and seeing it in theaters. I did, I did see this in theaters.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I haven't seen this movie... Since the days of VHS, man, I, I I catch bits and pieces every once in a while on FX. Oh God! Ugh.
0: Why do they keep playing this? <laughs> I saw it in uh, I saw it on DVD when it came out. On rental with my parents, and I remember I think I watched it like twice. I I was into the.
1: I have to. We have to be upfront. I was into this movie when it came out. I really was. No, and I was too. I, I saw it, like I said, in theaters, and as soon as it came out, I I've was...
0: a- I've always had a strange obsession with Planet of the Apes, though. In general, the the series, not okay this movie, yeah, in particular. But I've always had a strange obsession with with that series because I I find it fascinating. But uh, this movie, I remember coming out and being like, yeah. Super faithful. Really well done.
1: <laughs> Ooh, I hate Little d No. I
0: hate Zach. I <laughs> you hate, hate young Zach. Zach. Yeah, exactly. I hate him.
1: We start off with a uh, classic two and a half to three. What was it? Three minute title sequence? Three minutes Just monkey 19 armor.
0: 19 <laughs> seconds of monkey armor and like... <laughs> little gold emblems of monkeys it was dreadful it took so long it's definitely one of those sequences where like i mean people are gonna show up late to the film let's just give them an extra three (laughs) so we open up on what we're 2029 dude 11 years from now
1: (laughs) 11 years dude and we're close man we're getting there So it's the United States Air Force Space Station. I think it's called the Oberon. Who cares? Oberon. I'm trying. I'm trying <laughs> to, to justify and give this, podcast, this podcast all the effort. Yeah. Yes, exactly. All right. God All right, damn it, yes. to Leo Davidson, played by the incomparable Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> who, by the way, is terrible in this film. He is about as Mark Wahlberg uh, as you could possibly get in this film. I, look, I'm a fan of a lot of oh, Wahlberg's I career. I think he's he can be really funny in movies like The Other Guys, mm-hmm. and he can also do serious stuff like The Fighter. There's he, a, a number oh, of films in his career. He is a I
0: fantastic enjoy. actor, but... Like, think of Andy Samberg doing Mark Wahlberg talks to animals. Yeah, that's Mark Wahlberg
1: in this movie, and he's he, pissed off the first half of this movie for no. For I mean, no I, reason. I mean, once you, once you get stranded on a monkey planet, I get it. Uh, yeah, you get a bit but of an attitude then, adjustment. Come on, man. No, he's angry for no. Re- he's trying so hard to play the cool guy. Yes, <laughs> he, he is. So he's working with this chimpanzee named Pericles. Pericles and. They just have like a, a fucking stockpile of monkeys that they're sending out to do these missions.
0: Why do they have so many monkeys? No, I, I, and like, so it's funny. Uh, my roommate, Brandon's former roommate and former guest of this podcast, Spencer, was in the room when we were watching like the first five minutes of this movie. And just for, just to move the plot along, because there's a lot of plot we got to get to, uh, there is some sort of electrical, electrical storm. storm happening out in front of the station. And the commander goes, send in one of the monkeys. And he and he calls them they're just the canaries. So they're using these monkeys. They're training these monkeys to use space pods just to like fly out, see what's going on, and then come back. Like because it's safer than using humans. And Spencer just goes, "Why wouldn't you just use unmanned drones?
1: <laughs> yeah, anything, you just go in there and collect data. I don't know why you need a monkey to go in there. Like, you don't need a monkey and to go in there. Like, think oh, of how much—think
0: of how much more expensive it is to train monkeys
1: to use a space pod. That it, it's insanity. And this monkey's been going. This monkey's fucking smart, all right, because it's been yeah. going through test simulations of how to pilot this little pod. And Mark Wahlberg's getting pissed at it for failing. <laughs> yeah, he understands the the English, wrong with you, monkey." Yeah, he does. What the you fuck's wrong with that you, you monkey? I'm not going to give you a treat if you keep fucking up. Is this prototype like Caesar? Is this eventually led? If, if this series was to get a, you know, a full length, you know, no, two I, and three, a sequel and whatnot, do I, you think that monkey would have played into the narrative at all?
0: I don't know. It's hard to say. Because like, he's
1: important to the plot. He is important to the
0: plot, but I, I don't want to give this movie too much credit, man. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, like yeah, I, I just I don't. You. Like, yeah. So
1: Wahlberg's been on the station for two years, right? That's delivered in this stupid little exposition. Scene oh yeah, where he's he looking is at the, a, a video clip from sent from
0: home. Yeah, this dumb like, like someone's like, hey, you got a postcard, and he goes and watches like his buddies partying on the beach, and they're like, hey, man, you've been up there two years. When are you coming home? And you like, letting the monkey do all the work? When are you gonna settle down, man? Like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's literally just saw, like, man. Thank ex- you.
0: Yeah, like thank God these friends
1: are here for exposition. There's no other way it could have been explained. So during this electrical storm, the mo- it's like a goddamn wormhole just opens up and sucks the monkey up. They can't find him. There's no signal or whatsoever uh They've lost communications with the monkey. And the leader of this, this ship ship's just like, should we send in another one? <laughs> like, nah, that'll,
0: that'll cost too much. They don't want to waste money on the pod, yeah, right? They like, don't want yeah. to waste another pod is what they say.
1: <laughs> I mean, listen, throwing, I'd delay. love to
0: send like six monkeys out into that storm <laughs> just to see what's going to happen. But, you know, the pods
1: are expensive. <laughs> Holy shit. Wahlberg's super pissed about this, and he's like, Yeah, I'm going to. But doesn't he? Isn't there a I mean, line like, I'm going to go get my chimp back?
0: Yeah, so he steals a pod, and nobody notices this, even though he's in plain view of everybody. He just steals a <laughs> pod, and they're like, uh, Where are you going? He's like, I'm going to go get my monkey back. Yeah. Okay. So he goes into the storm,
1: <laughs> and all this, sh- it starts, you know. Crazy shit starts happening. There's electrical sparks and stuff. But he's wildly just pressing buttons and flicking knobs. Yeah, like, it it makes no no, sense. There's no no... rhyme
0: or reason for what he's doing. (laughs) And so he gets sucked in, presumably, to a wormhole because he sees that his monkey in front of him just gets sucked up really quick and disappears. (laughs) Then he gets sucked up, and the station loses contact with both of
1: them. We're going in!
0: (laughs) He does say we're going
1: in. <laughs> no, he does not. So <laughs> he yeah enters the storm, loses contact with the Oberon, and crashes on a planet. Mm-hmm. Is it ever described what this planet is? And we're not getting into spoilers or anything oh, quite yet, because it's not Earth. I'm getting this out of the way no, right now. No, it's not Earth. It is not it, Earth. the narrative of this movie, it's not Earth. It's not Looking Earth. it up on uh, Wikipedia, it calls the planet Ashlar, and it says that this is now set in 5021. That's never said you them, like text form or anything or so I don't know where the fuck they're getting that. And I don't want to put that. I don't want to spread fake news. Well, so the <laughs> the the mystery of the original was that you
0: assumed that they were on an yes. alien planet and then it turns out it's Earth. Mm-hmm. And so for the longest time, that's just what I assumed. Well, I yeah, was like reboot the
1: series, of course.
0: Yeah, I was like reboot, same name, more or less the same plot.
1: It has to be Earth. I hope you're wearing Depends, dude, because you're going to shit your fucking pants (laughs) at the end of this movie. Because holy shit did the twists come. And they make sense. Perfect sense, Zach. Yeah, no, there's this flawless...
0: clarity. Flawless execution of story in this movie. Um, No, but he lands on this planet. You don't know when. You don't know where because it is never explained, ever. And he crashes into the jungle and... Into a lake. Into this lake and he comes out, and his clothes are already in tatters. I yeah, don't know why? Well, you know, they wanted to rough him up, make him look cool. yeah, but like he's not bleeding. He's got tears like he was been he's been cut by something.
1: Tim, I'm not wearing this fucking astronaut suit the whole fucking shit.
0: Tim, I don't want to wear the fucking astronaut suit. You gotta fucking take it cut off. got some of me patches
1: some on my shoulders or some shit. Put some fake blood on me. What are you doing? Yeah, but they didn't put fake blood on Not me. a lot. Not enough. Honestly, I don't want any fake blood. Just cut it up. Make it look cool. Apparently, he refused to wear a loincloth later on in the movie, which is what they wanted him dressed really? like Charlton Heston because he right. didn't want people thinking of his uh, underwear modeling career. Uh, ah. Yeah. <laughs> this poor guy. Yeah, exactly. Is just, haunted my by dicked him. Yeah. This poor guy is just haunted by He's past so pissed careers. By his yeah. past career. So. Much. <laughs> it sucks. But yeah, I mean, this is where we get the traditional Planet of the Apes kind of narrative where the the goddamn planet is ruled by humanoid apes who speak English. But there's this group of humans that they come across at first led by fucking Chris Christopherson and the incomparable estella warren
0: oh kangaroo god.
1: jacks yeah estella, <laughs> estella warren thank
0: you for uh, for clarifying her other body of work <laughs> she's fucking terrible she's in this she's <laughs> so bad man she's so bad and god bless her but god, ah she's
1: and she doesn't need to be in this movie no no
0: reason to be in this movie whatsoever <laughs> like because I will spoil this. I have no problem spoiling spoiling this. There is no love connection between her and Mark Wahlberg. If you thought there was, think again. They never yeah, reference a but love there connection. there
1: is a fucking steamy love triangle Ugh, involving
0: a monkey. Oh, God. Don't, don't even get me started on that. So, anyway. They're, they're being, all captured. Yeah, they're being chased through. This is a very famous scene in the original that they built up to and build a lot of tension to. And it's confusing and it's chaotic. This one's just like... Yeah, you're the fucking monkeys.
1: Here yeah. They are. They're the fucking monkeys. It's so boring, And man. they're bouncing and fucking... There's so much cable work of oh. people either leaping off of trampolines or getting yanked in the air. If you, monkeys
0: fly. If you want to play a quick drinking game, if you decide to go back and watch this,
1: anytime somebody flies away in a cable shot, just take a drink. So we get uh, introduced to our big villains of the movie. There's Michael Clark Duncan, mm-hmm. who is, I believe, Colonel Attar, and there's also... General, fuck, what's his name? Fade. Fade. Who is Tim Roth? Tim Roth's the lead bad guy. <sighs> you had a problem with Tim Roth. I had a in this real t- problem uh, with Tim Roth in this movie. I love Tim Roth. thinks a fantastic yeah, actor, too. and, and uh, I don't like his delivery at all in this movie. For one half of it seems as though it's ADR because it doesn't sound like it takes place in the same environment. Because his is so crystal clear, and it's all like this. It's like a pseudo Batman <laughs> yeah. voice, but not. For any particular reason, and and I think I pinpointed what happened. He's going so method with trying to behave like an actual monkey, mm-hmm. but no one else in the cast is doing this. No so one. he seems really out of place. I mean, and Paul Giamatti, we love, it, it was it hold dear to our hearts. What's the deal what with Paul Giamatti? What is the deal with Paul Giamatti? <laughs> uh, he has a few quirks and mannerisms that definitely feel monkey-like, yeah. but. Tim Ross is the only one doing it to this level, and so he just seems completely incompatible with the rest of the cast, and so I, I don't well, like his I, performance. And everything is a snarl. Yes, he's overdoing it. He's always, so He's panting
0: every single one of his lines. Let's talk about the <laughs> breathing in this movie really quick. Dude, you can hear every breath anyone ever takes in this film, anyone. These poor Foley artists must have just been like, <sighs> Like first of all, Mark Wahlberg and excuse us because we are we tend to overlap every once in a while with Honest Trailers. We're both Honest Trailers fans, oh, but yeah, yeah. but Mark Wahlberg breathes through his mouth the entire time <laughs> in this film. Really, he never yeah, yeah. closes his fucking mouth in this movie.
1: So during this raid, Michael Clark Duncan backhands fucking Mark Wahlberg into <laughs> oblivion every time he slaps someone in the back with his hand. Literally, they go flying. They go flying at least into 20 the feet. air. It's insanity. But yeah, they're all rounded up, and this is pretty similar to the original movie they're all put in cages and whatnot and shipped off to their like metropolis monkey city
0: as we go through this monkey city you kind of get a, a view of what life is like um we're introduced very quickly to what's her name uh the helena bonham carter yes, yes helena bonham and carter which by
1: the way after this film is when her and tim burton got together that you think he was like looking at weird. her in this makeup and was like Fuck. holy shit where the makeup where the makeup I'm trying to. I'm trying to find a Tim Burton voice. Whip. Where the makeup. Let's move past this. <laughs> Let's move past this. Let's. We're done. But we also get. We got We can't gloss over our fucking hero, Paul Giamatti. Oh, of course.
0: That's where I was going. Yeah, next. he yeah. plays
1: like a slave. A slave trader, right? I guess. Yeah, he deals humans. Yes. Yeah, he's selling humans. He's selling this. Little- <laughs> His, a little girl to this ape family. Ugh, he's his, like in tears. It's really weird. He's playing the same character. I, I, was, I was gonna <laughs> say Tony his. I yeah. was gonna say his first of two human trafficking salesmen. And there's a lot of like, wear your gloves when you handle humans. Yeah. There's a lot of that type of stuff, man. This, this is deep. Okay, I
0: and again, I, I I know we're getting off topic a lot, but I feel like this is how we have to approach this movie. Uh, and I hate to compare it to the original, but that's what you get when you call yourself a reboot. Well,
1: yeah, of course.
0: Um, in the original, humans have devolved so much where they can't speak. They don't re- they're they not smart. They can't invent anything. They're helpless. They're They're wild animals in the original Planet of the Apes. In this movie, they can all talk. They're all pretty smart. They're all well-read mm-hmm. and literate. What is the point? Why are the humans below the apes in this movie? There's yeah. just no reason for it.
1: Yeah, there's no reason for them to have to be subservient. They could just live elsewhere. It. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. You're right.
0: They could do any. Like they could do anything they wanted. It just like it almost seems like oh, we just don't. That's just the way it is. Which is fucking lazy. No, it is lazy. Me.
1: And there's a whole thing. And I'm not sure how they handled this in the original, but we'll touch on this later. But how humans ca- retain their sense of ingenuity and are capable of. Technology, creating technology and stuff, and that still resides somewhere within yeah. their you know basic instincts or whatever. Well, they're really
0: not in the original. They're just they're just wild animals, and that's what makes this plot make sense. Is that they've just switched roles with yes. monkeys. Yeah, like that's it. In this one, you don't get that sense. They're just subservient, and that's it. It's not explained why. It's not explained if like humans have ever tried to resolve this. Yeah, they just are, yep. and you're just expected to
1: believe this because it's the planet of the apes and and it doesn't appear as if the humans are any less intelligent than the apes because they carry on conversations they even there are times interactions with the apes that the apes seem animal more animal-like so yeah it really makes no sense for why they're subservient but anyway i digress (laughs) that really upset me in this movie so helena bonham carter she plays ari who is the daughter of a senator and she is very much in protest of how they treat the humans. She wants to free them. And, and I, I don't know she's if she's a t- hippie, dude. She's a hippie. She's a hippie monkey. Yeah. yeah. And apparently, General Thade is
0: pining after her. He's pining after her. And she claims that it's because her father's a senator and he's just looking for the influence. But. That's really not brought up again. Like, it's generally just kind of seems yeah. like, no, I'm attracted to you. Like,
1: and we were mentioning this throughout the entire film about how bad we felt for the actors. Oh, man. <laughs> they are just caked in
0: fucking masks and makeup, and none of them can say their lines. None of them. They all, like, they all have lips. Yeah, it's like you're talking like this. Because of makeup is like on the their sh- lips.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Oh, I feel so bad for the actors in this movie. I will say that... Uh, Michael Clark Duncan seems like he's kind of having, you know, fun. He's a little goofy in some parts. Um, and it was weird because I remember all of the marketing having him everywhere. Mm-hmm. It, it, he was like, even on the poster. He like, he's the on, biggest he's on person the person on the poster. He's on the DVD cover. He's... Yeah. I'm looking at like, yeah, he was just everywhere in all the trailers and stuff. And I think it was right around the green mile time. So everyone was feeling MC Duncan.
0: Yeah. My assumption would be because he plays a gorilla and most people associate gorillas and apes. That would be my guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, you're right. He seems to be one of the very few people in this movie who just, like, gets it. Just, like, understands what's expected of him out of this role. Paul Giamatti And goes it. for it. Paul Giamatti gets it. <laughs> he
1: fucking understands what's needed. He's supposed to be the comic relief of this. Uh, and I will say I didn't laugh at all. But, uh, you know, I he's entertaining me. Yeah. <laughs> out of the bunch of them, if I have to watch any one of these poor, fucking talented
0: actors caked in makeup...
1: Yeah, exactly. Giamatti.
0: I w- I would love to watch Paul Giamatti in all seven of his lines.
1: <laughs> so Helena Bonham Carter tries to convince Paul Giamatti to let some of them go, but uh, she basically winds up buying Mark Wahlberg and uh, Estella Warren for whatever reason. I don't know because Estella Warren
0: is rowdy or something yeah, like that. Trying to and, escape. And, yeah, Mark Wahlberg is
1: also rowdy, so
0: she's like, I'll buy him.
1: Yeah, like okay, cool. Then we get a taste of political life here. Ooh. What uh, some of these politicians chatting at over a, over a dinner and whatnot, uh, dude? What happened in this scene? It's Honestly, It's really I checked weird. Out. It's really weird. There's just a bunch of senators chatting about you know life here, and and, and Tim Roth trying to convince them that. You know, they need to treat the humans more shittily, I yeah, guess.
0: Yeah, like they have to exterminate the humans or something like that. I don't know. It just causes a rift. Like, it's it's just them flexing like, ooh, see? They know politics. They're smart. Yeah. The,
1: the big thing here that you uh, should take away is that Mark, Michael Clark Duncan takes time to pray before they start eating. And he mm-hmm. prays to Seamos, right? I think it's Seamos, yeah. Seamos, uh, who apparently is the first ape whom all of the apes
0: revere and worship. And one day Seamos is going to come back. I, like all of this has a very Christianity feel to it. Like they're praising Jesus. Yeah, and that brings up a whole other thing. Like, do they understand the concept of Christianity? Because he's quoting almost
1: like direct Bible verses, just replacing God with monkeys. Yeah, and if the Wikipedia plot is true, and it's fifty twenty one, do they count from? AD like zero year one like yes, what, because yeah, based like, off the life of Jesus Christ and right like I know I don't know what's idea, happening we, like we can't we can't we, we go down that go rabbit hole exactly exactly this is a Planet of the Apes movie Thade puts the moves again on Ari and there's this line where he, he delivers again I hate the way he talks but he's like you feel so much for the humans but you feel nothing for me Ugh. leaps away every single time he's pissed off by the way he just jump dances his rage out yeah it's, it's like Kevin Bacon and fucking Footloose or whatever. It's actually kind of funny, but
0: yeah.
1: Um, yeah, no, he's oh man, he's he's delivering his lines so bad in this movie. Fade's goons show him uh, where the they found a spaceship, the crashed spaceship, mm-hmm. Wahlberg spaceship, and he fucking murders them for doing so. I guess because he doesn't want the information getting back to the the other apes. Is that I, why he kills them? I have no idea. Because it's literally like they show him. He's like, oh, good job. Turns around and fucking and stabs them. Stabs them. Yeah, I have no idea. Is it explained? I have no idea. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch free some humans, and they start their little escape plan. And they're on the run, and at this point, <laughs> this is ridiculous. So they're running through the, the monkey civilization, this goddamn ape city, and they pass it is like a 1950s greaser gang in leather jackets like yeah. doo-whopping us
0: this whole this whole sequence <laughs> is dumb because it's basically just to show you more monkey life yeah, like it this is. is what the monkeys do in their free time and in their private lives cuz there's like two monkeys about to have sex there's oh, Paul, G- yeah, Paul Giamatti is like wiping rose petals on his armpits uh <laughs> One girl has kidnapped a child and is like, like kept keeping her, in a, her in a cage, and this poor
1: little girl's crying. It's sad. No, um, I, th- also what's sad is that weird scene where the two monkeys are about to have sex, and that ape woman comes out and starts just screaming and dancing. Yeah, I, I tried to. gloss over I saw over you that. tried to gloss over, it, but you can't. You can't skip over that <laughs> sensual. But what makes sad. But
0: what makes this stupid is like, if you want to show us this, fine. But they're all like running through their houses, mm-hmm. this gang of escaped humans. Which, like, why? Why are, why are the houses connected? Like, it's some sort of weird fucking... I mean, it, again, like, a lot of this movie is just showing off what we can do
1: and just lazily put together through the script. During the escape, though, Thade kills Chris Christopherson.
0: No. With a he, blade. He was my favorite character.
1: <laughs> he is... I, like, I forgot Chris Christopherson was in this movie. Completely <laughs> forgot first he was place, in But movie, yeah, yeah, he is in and out of it, too. Yeah. And he is estella warren's dad right i believe so, so yeah. that caused a riff and she's obviously upset and this is where we start getting like is there a thing going on between him and the monkey and estella warren <laughs> i don't what's know what's going on yeah so what's the deal with paul giamatti what's the, and what's the deal with paul giamatti <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they escape the they escape the city and they're like okay well let's go back to where we were captured so mark Wahlberg can find his stupid fucking spaceship
1: yeah, they find the lake, and he dives in to go find his bag because it's got a his home beacon or whatever. But this is where we're introduced to a strange concept that we don't know if it's really accurate, but no, apparently apes are scared of water?
0: Okay, I looked it up because they said that she, you know, He's
1: she sees she sees the, the, the water, water
0: and she, like, panics. She's like, ah, apes can't swim, yeah. we'll <laughs> drown. Yeah, yeah, exactly, we'll drown. And I so I had to look it up, and the first thing on Google was like, yeah, chips and orangutans can...
1: Swim. I mean, even if they couldn't swim, I just seem they're fucking freaked out like it'll burn their skin. Yeah, like it's fucking acid. Yeah, it's really weird. So stupid, man. I'd say kind of stupid.
0: I'd say really stupid, and it's really just to move along the plot at one point. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, no, that's it's all it's for. Point, yeah. But so Mark Wahlberg dives in. He grabs his pack, which includes like a gun and his beacon and all that crap. And uh, below, they find the two monkeys.
1: Oh yeah, that he that threw are, in the that, lake, I guess.
0: That, after. Yeah, that fade had killed earlier, that he threw <laughs> in the lake, Thade. general fade. But again, this really has no consequence. It just lets them know that they're looking for him, which I feel
1: like they would know that already cuz they just escaped captivity. But their plan at this point, he finds that little goddamn like remote beacon or whatever and he yeah. says, "Oh, my my team's already here or something, right?" And he yeah,
0: says, "Yeah, yeah, they've they've arrived to rescue me. I have 36 hours to rendezvous with them or they're just going to take off and assume I'm dead."
1: Back in Monkey Fucking Village, there's... He, Tim Roth is confiding in his dad on his deathbed, right? Yep. Charlton by, Heston. Hel-
0: Charlton Heston.
1: <laughs> yeah, good try. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. That's all right. Yes. Charlton Heston, the uh, original
0: protagonist of Planet of the Apes. Yeah,
1: he plays Tim Roth's dad, and this is where... Uh, I was wondering, we we kept questioning when they were actually going to introduce, do they know if they've evolved from humans, or do they know that man was once master? Well, so apparently, uh, Charlton Heston's character knew. He's mm-hmm. like,
0: he, he straight up tells him, he's like, yeah, they used to be the dominant species, and we were the slaves. Go to the dresser,
1: the amulet,
0: break it. <laughs> he doesn't say, he doesn't <laughs> call it the amulet, he <laughs> points to like a vase. <laughs> And he's like, break it, and he breaks it, and in there is a gun. A fucking
1: Han Solo gun.
0: Yeah, and he kind of explains there, he's like, that's the human's power, like their ingenuity and their capability to invent and use logical thinking. We're still fucking monkeys, We're son. still fucking monkeys. <laughs> we can't build cars or guns. And then the best death in the movie, just kidding, it's the worst, is forcing poor old Charlton Heston to repeat his most famous line in his entire goddamn career. He goes, damn them, damn them all to hell. And then he reaches for the camera and then just dies. Yeah, poops himself. <laughs> he might as well. I mean, he might as well. It's the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen. I felt so, you heard me. I loud out audible. oh, no. I can't believe they made him do that that like that is the most powerful line in sci-fi history well one of them one of them yeah one yeah, of yeah. them there's a star wars but oh, um, but you know what i mean like yeah. it's one of the most powerful lines in the genre and they just made him fart it out <laughs> and just killed off his character while he's dressed Ooh. as a fucking
1: ugly monkey can we talk about the effects by the way the the makeup effects they're done by Rick Baker mm-hmm. who's won a few oscars they're uh, really impressive I, yeah I, and and I'd agree with again that. we've always talked about how we prefer you practical. know practical effects if you can and i would say the mobility of the faces other than the mouth area where they they, they slur some words which is yeah. to be expected i guess yeah and obviously better than the original makeup effects correct Even though at the time, those were We're also pretty Groundbreaking, obviously, yeah. Yeah. I would say these are pretty good, and they hold up for the most part. Even in close-ups, I would say they're they're a little too glossy and and shiny sometimes, but I will say they hold up.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I I think they look really good. Uh, My biggest issue with with them was, and this, this again, just comes from production in the movie, though, is that it doesn't allow for a lot of – a little bit. A little bit of facial expressions can be used – not a lot, and so you're forcing the actors to use their voice and pro- project a little bit better and, you know, emphasize their words a little bit more, and not everybody fucking does that in that movie. Like, Tim Roth is a perfect example. He's, He's always just doing scowling. Thing, yeah. yeah. And like you, you can't get any emotion out of him because he's constantly just scowling. And uh, also the what was the the crawl the gorilla that was played by the Japanese gentleman I can't
1: remember his name. Kerry Hayuki Tagawa I believe. Sorry if I fucked that up. Yeah, apologies. But he he plays the mentor of Michael Clark Duncan's character.
0: Yeah, he also kind of has a little bit of trouble limited range emoting in this movie. And it, it, but granted, the masks and the makeup are. Phenomenal, but it does limit the actors, and you really need them to step out and do something amazing with their voices, and not all
1: of them do that. And you look, in just, I mean, a little over 15 years, Mm -hmm. those effects compared to what we're getting now in fucking War for the Planet of the Apes. It's just unbelievable, It's unbelievable. It's crazy. Absolutely unbelievable. That's what makes those movies so fucking unbelievable. Just to see,
0: I, I feel like every Planet of the Apes movie, good or bad, in some way has changed the scope of how special effects are done or makeup is done because at just, least
1: the original and this new trilogy and and i will say yeah the, uh, even this one the 2001 one they, they do, yeah, do exactly. a lot with makeup uh, every it's, every it's well done th-
0: every three steps of planet of the apes so far has been almost nearly groundbreaking in the way
1: that they make the apes the humans at this point their plan is to pass through a military camp at night and then cross this river to escape. Tim Stupid Roth, plan. Yeah, really dumb plan. Tim Roth, meanwhile, is informed of the escape and, pardon the pun, but he goes apeshit. <laughs> He's just <laughs> leaping around all the goddamn buildings and running up everything. Make, just screaming, just screaming.
0: Makes, <laughs> scream. makes no <gasps> sense. And then he lands he he and he lands. makes to yeah. Michael Clark, I'm sorry, friend. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> yeah, and it's they have like, a weird You're clearly romance. mad. At, yeah, like, it, it, it's a weird thing for a, temperament-filled person to say to another person, but he he blames it on his father dying. He's like, I lost my father.
1: He's like, well, he was a great person. (laughs) Or a great ape, I guess. But then, yeah, there's the chase through the military camp at night. It's kind of an uneventful action set piece. It's just them run, literally running across. The, the, he's setting fires to all the camps and shit. And
0: yeah, and he has to, like... They have to take the horses across the river, of course. Uh, what's her face? Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, what, what is the name of her character? Ari.
1: Ari. We'll
0: yeah. we go with Ari. Ari falls off her fucking horse, and he has to, you know, carry her, and
1: it makes it really stupid. <laughs> but they find the space station. Uh, the actual space station. Mm-hmm. Not the pod or anything, but... Yeah, it's completely destroyed and has been there for hundreds of years, apparently. But guess what, bro? Still got power. It's still got power,
0: and there's a message on it. And basically, we come to find out, they went down to go get Mark Wahlberg. Then they crashed. I think they... I don't know if they fell through a wormhole or not, but somehow they crash-landed, and the crew and the monkeys are working together for a little bit. Then the monkeys become overtly smart and just take over and overthrow the crew and then you're just led to believe through evolution it leads to
1: the current planet
0: i have a real problem with this i don't fucking understand this at all
1: so we're led to believe that the space station was looking for mark Wahlberg. they got sucked in a wormhole crash Mm -hmm. landed here then at this point at some point the monkeys turn on them the monkeys that they have aboard and Take them prisoner. Correct. And then overthrow them to the point where once they're dead or whatnot, over the next, I would say, at least three to 400 years. 300 years? I'd say 400 years, yeah. However many hundreds of years, they've then evolved to this? To that society, yes. Th- here's the problem with this. If you look at the
0: way these new Planet of the Apes movies have been made, they have a clear reason why the monkeys become aggressive and overthrow the <laughs> just- <laughs>
1: Sorry, full disclosure <laughs> to everyone here. I was about to take a sip of my beer and I realized the cap was still on. <laughs> it looked confusedly it's down. Dumbest myself. thing I've ever so seen. So <laughs> oh gosh. God. Anyway, Continue,
0: so one of the things that this new, these new franchises are doing, they give a clear reason why the monkeys are aggressive and they're too smart, and they start to overthrow humans.
1: Humans tampered with them. They gave them some fucking vaccine, right? And they got there was yeah. oh the simian flu, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: the simian flu, and then you know diminished the human population. Blah blah, blah 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 blah. There is no point in the beginning of this... movie when they're in a space station full of apes that they're like hey we've enhanced these guys made them smarter or you know these are the smartest apes around anything they're just fucking monkeys yeah like that's all it's never first to
1: him as a state-of-the-art monkey but that's as far as we get there's no information but then he also goes on yeah then he
0: also goes on to explain that all other monkeys on earth are dead or something like that like oh, they wiped he- yeah they wiped out all the jungles on earth. Oh shit. Oh yeah, there it's was so something fucking about convoluted that. Yeah. and stupid. But it, it, like it's this whole thing they never really tell you like give any indication that the monkeys on this space station would take over and kill everybody. Yeah. It's just like you're again because it's the planet of the apes you're just told this is what happens accept it it's the planet of the apes shut up.
1: Well, it- and did humans evolve that quickly in in a, f- a couple hundred years? Oh, it took That's thousands, insane, thousands, right? and yes. thousands okay. of years. That's, all right, yeah, <laughs> make no. sure that I'm not an asshole. No,
0: you you're not being an <laughs> asshole. It's it's just if you're gonna tell us that it happened, like don't. That this might be why they get, never give us a timestamp. I think
1: so, because it, it just doesn't make any sense. And, oh. But they do mention that Simos was one of the monkeys aboard, and he became the leader that took over? Yeah, he's like the Caesar character, I guess. Yeah, I, or maybe the Koba character of the first two? Yeah, maybe the Koba, I guess. He's don't. apparently the evil one that took over. Anyway, he's the one that they refer to as their god, the apes. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Helena B.C. Ar- Ardor... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> of BC Arder tries to I guess trade herself to Tim Roth in exchange that he'll, you know, keep the humans safe or whatever won't kill them. Yeah. But he fucking brands her instead. He's like, "Nope." Yeah, they've been be they've been branding the humans to let everybody know
0: like, "Ah, they're ours," which is, you know, they're humans. I don't think it. you need to brand them. We know we who it. they are. Um but so he brands her hand with the uh, with the brand that they've been using on the humans and then just sends her back like, she can die with her friends. <laughs>
1: That's cold. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God damn it. This is one of the funniest fucking parts of the whole movie, though, because it's Wahlberg's like, we can do it. They're just monkey speech. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was like him trying to rally the troops, the humans. It's been done before. Yeah, so They're they, just fucking monkeys. So guys.
0: the humans, for whatever reason, found them or followed them. I don't.
1: Like, they, yeah. They, he helped them escape, I think. And yeah, there's this. Now they have a whole bunch of humans. Now they have bunch like a of whole horde of where and where
0: exodus of humans. I don't know where the fuck they came from. Yeah. Meanwhile, the monkey army is on their trail. So it's like hundreds where and hundreds yeah, of Yeah,
1: where monkeys? the fuck like how did this never explain it doesn't matter yeah it so doesn't he's, matter he's trying to rally the troops and it's just hilarious. oh it's the most it's it so the much. worst
0: thing ever you can, you have a chance to rewrite history we can do this it's been done before let's on go my, pats on my planet we gotta get home get ready for the socks i taped a game i don't know if my wife stopped it tom brady's really good we got a new player, tom brady tom brady <laughs> supposed to be the best this kid's gonna be the fucking future let's go let's, let's go monkey fucking ass go socks and I wish we were exaggerating, but he literally... I
1: mean, he doesn't mention sports teams, but it's every other word we've said so far.
0: No, it is like the lowest of the low for him in this movie. It's <laughs>
1: bad. But yeah, there is an enormous monkey army, and I guess they send out the first wave. And this, <laughs> as, first off, there's this fucking kid that they keep introducing throughout the movie that you think might play some important part, because otherwise, why you keep showing this kid? Don't look at your notes off the top of your head, tell me his name. Never. I, I don't even I no didn't even write his notes. I didn't I was even gonna write say, is it down. even no, in your notes? I don't think he anyone says his name. Anyway, he's on the he keeps like placing himself in the I front of all these do situations. It. I can do this, I'm a man. And then first sign of battle, he turns the horse and the horse fucking falls on him. By the way, this horse does not <laughs> The horse doesn't even, even try to get up. Bother trying to get Sits up. It's there just there like oh, I'm f- leg. Yeah, yeah, I'm I a f- can't do anything, man. I'm a fucking horse,
0: man. I'm just gonna fucking lay here.
1: Marky Mark runs out, saves the kid, and then Leads them into what, what the engine of the space station or the the the, the exhaust pipe or yeah yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't fucking know anyway yeah, he yeah. starts the boosters or whatever <laughs> he starts the engines yeah because and apparently the fucking, there's still
0: like one
1: tank I don't know how this engine. still works yeah whatever A few uh, hundreds of years whatever. I don't know. But yeah, it sends off this huge explosion and sends literally like a hundred monkeys flying through the fucking air, charred and burnt. It's so bad. It's, it's awesome. like the CGI, <laughs> well, the CGI is so bad, but it's hilarious. No, watching. It's so funny.
0: And <laughs> monkey corpses rain down. And you know, it's funny. We have a tendency to undercut tension in movies by making jokes, <laughs> like in a very mystery science <laughs> sure. theater way. Yeah. Um, but we were making the joke. Yeah, it probably didn't kill any of them it doesn't it doesn't <laughs> kill any of them they they get back up. Yeah, stand like, out oh, like fuck that hurt, dude yeah whoops and that's when the humans charge and the monkeys are it like are turns
1: into a goddamn head smashing contest well so all it's all funny
0: because apparently the plan was just to like scare them like deter deter the monkeys and make them go away they don't
1: buy that fucking bluff at <laughs> all
0: like they call that immediately he's like nah, they
1: can't do anything And yeah, so it's just monkey on man action, hand to hand, spear to face. Yeah. A couple characters get killed. Michael Clark Duncan kills his mentor. Uh, one human that we didn't know his name didn't know (laughs) the actor didn't know his name he had
0: two lines in the entire movie doesn't matter
1: but he's dead he's dead he was my favorite he was my favorite too but in the midst of battle out of fucking nowhere primate ex machina yeah a goddamn pod just magically appears in the sky starts floating down and everyone stops and it's goddamn pericles Pericles, the monkey from the the beginning that he went to go chase from the beginning He comes out, and all of the monkeys there think that he's the god, Simos, so they all get on their knees, but Tim Roth ain't having that shit. No, Tim Roth is fucking
0: angry, dude. He knows what humans are capable of, even though he doesn't really... Tell this to
1: anybody. So he gets into a fight with Mark Wahlberg. They get dragged inside the space station, and mm-hmm. this is hilarious because Pericles comes in after them and starts to like try to protect Mark Wahlberg, and Tim Roth backhands this goddamn chimp. Slams the him against a wall. and, and like, he
0: breaks his little monkey foot, He dude. breaks his little monkey foot. It's sad it's kind of. It's sad. actually pretty
1: sad. It's the best acting in the movie this part. Oh, monkey. this, they probably this broke monkey is... legged. Oh, come on. Hey. It's Tim Burton. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means I either. break that monkey was, legs.
0: That was pretty... A brutal. lot. That was pretty reckless of us. We just want to uh, let everybody know we're joking. Hashtag...
1: <laughs> hold Tim... Tim no, <laughs> hold stop hold it. Tim
0: Burton accountable. Let's stop it. On the extremely <laughs> off chance that Tim Burton is listening to this, <laughs> I, I just want him to know we don't think you broke I this monkey's I love monkey
1: Tim Burton's leg. earlier stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Um, so Pericles limps off in his cage, I thought to die.
1: Um, turns out he does not die, but Tim Roth gets a hold of a Tim gun. Tim Roth gets a hold of a gun. And through monkey ingenuity, eventually learns how to operate it. Yep. And they think their jig is up, but as he's about to shoot Mark Wahlberg, he closes the little hatch, the little glass door thing yeah, that that's, holds that's in the control room of the space station. Yeah, that's that's apparently... Phaser proof or bullet proof Whatever the fucking gun is shooting lasers Yeah <laughs> but, so
0: Tim Roth is just firing Guns like the gun off And it, the bullets are ricocheting all over The place you think he's about To fucking die it's
1: a solid Three minute scene of him just shooting at glass And the reaction shots of the characters and when we, Like he's trapped inside
0: And when we say three minutes this isn't a joke It's so drawn out
1: because he stops And he pleads with everybody yep, he plays like with, with. Duncan Who's like? You're, he gives like the most matter of fact dialogue. Like yeah, he, you betrayed us. I'm not going to help yeah, you anymore. Everything I knew is a lie. <laughs> yeah, that is a line. Yeah,
0: and uh, <laughs> then he then he goes for he goes for HBC really quick, and it's like. <laughs> Why would you? You branded her the last time you saw her, and she even like points that out. She like holds her hand up to the glass and just waves
1: at him like, yeah, fuck you, dude. It's so weird. and such an anticlimactic end to him. He should die. He's got to die. He, he doesn't, doesn't die. die. He just ends up cowering underneath the fucking control panel.
0: Oh, how unsatisfying what is a, that?
1: Ugh, what a wet fart, dude. Like what a wet you, fart. Why would you
0: do that? You just saw him break people's necks. With, just kill him. Kill him off.
1: So they think that they've, you know, solved everything and that monkeys and humans can live together in harmony. Mm -hmm. Mark Wahlberg goes out to, you know, what's-his-face is still alive? Pericles, right? Yep,
0: Pericles is still alive. In fact, he's going to stay on the planet of the apes. Do they still think he's
1: a fucking living deity? I have no fucking idea, man. I I genuinely don't know. Well, break this down. Is he going to be like a pet monkey to them? Because that's essentially like us having a caveman... As a I, companion. I
0: have no idea. I don't think...
1: Intelligence-wise. Anyway. I
0: don't think that they think he's a deity because he's just going to go live with HBC. So what does that do to their
1: religious structure? Now that they know that they're gone... I don't know, alive. man. Their
0: whole social structure just broke down, too. They have to fucking jump those hurdles because, yeah, the army's there, but their entire civilization back home yeah, their work has workforce. not accepted human... slave labor yeah, for the Yeah, they still have slaves there. Yeah. So their whole society has just crumbled. Yeah, there's and no they're just anymore. like
1: it'll oh. be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And all the humans are left to be like, "Oh shit, all of these people were once my oppressors. Now I have to live with them. Am I going to get a house?" I I listen.
0: There's a lot of monkey human business. Politics. There's a lot of monkey business. There's a lot of monkey movie. business that needs to be resolved. We're not going to go into it because we're not done with this movie yet. No, we
1: we aren't because there's two kisses we got to get to. Oh. The first one happens with HBC Ardor. And she gets a big old smooch planted on her by Mark Wahlberg in a super uncomfortable scene.
0: Oh, it's the worst. And is she, I wasn't really listening, to be honest with you. Is she expressing her love to him? I think it's
1: more just like, I'll tell the people, I'll tell our people of your courage and they won't believe you, but I'll know because I met you. And then he's like, ah, shut the fuck up, baby. And he kisses her. And he kisses
0: her. Okay. And then he goes over to Estella Warren. And if it sounds like we haven't really mentioned Estella Warren in this movie, it's because she's done nothing
1: no joke i think she says 10 words in this movie i she
0: has Maybe. no fucking
1: lines in this movie i feel horrible for her
0: <laughs> granted the her 10 lines were not delivered very well but like she she's nothing in this movie there's no point in her especially because there's really no love connection there's between her no,
1: between anyone like, really trying to establish so then here. they they do end up kissing they but do. it feels so fucking forced yeah it's less it's more forced than him kissing the monkey yeah honestly the monkey one felt more natural i watched sally hawkins fuck a fish man this year and i was i more watched uncomfortable it too. watching him flirt with this monkey yeah <laughs> super uncomfortable that's a great movie <laughs> a great oscar's movie. coming this sunday <laughs> But yeah, uh, there's the two kisses He gets back home He gets back in the fucking pod And he's back home in ten minutes They completely throw all like logic of space travel or anything He literally yeah, no, like gets out of back. the atmosphere He's like, oh, where's that wormhole? search searching, there it is, sweet <laughs> Into it, nice I'm landing in fucking Washington, D.C. All the Why it, no is he wa- landing in Washington, D.C.? No idea, me. they're like, please don't
0: land here He's like, too late, gotta, too late <laughs> Landing gear's broken. Guess I'm fucking coming
1: in. (laughs) So he crashes right at the steps of the Lincoln Memorial, Mm -hmm. gets out, realizes he's back on Earth. Sweet, man. Everything's good to go. Yep. But wait a minute, dude. What, dude? He takes a few steps up and he looks, and it's not Abraham Lincoln. (gasps) What? It's Abraham Lincoln. Oh, my
0: fucking God. It's Abraham Lincoln as a monkey, except in the back where... Abraham Lincoln's memorial words are, it says that it's dedicated to General Fade, dude. Holy shit. That's Tim Roth's character. And he looks just like Tim Roth's character. And then he's surrounded by po- monkey police, monkey firefighters, <laughs> monkey news crews, yeah, mon- monkey pedestrians. Monkey pedestrians. Earth has become a planet of apes. Fade to black.
1: Fade to fucking black.
0: Planet, planet, of, the planet apes. of the Apes. 2001.
1: Before we get into our critical analysis, or, or how we yeah. perceive the film, I, we have to unpack this ending for we just do. a second. Okay. If we're led to believe that that planet that he was on was not Earth, because as he was leaving it, there's multiple moons and fucking planets right next to it. It's not Earth. It doesn't, doesn't it look, doesn't look, like, look Earth. like Earth. He leaves Earth, comes back to our planet. I don't know if he's gone back in time or forward in time or what time period this is. I have no idea. But we're meant to believe that General Fade somehow had an influence on from a different planet on our planet that's caused evolution to change or what, what's happening here? Dude, I have no, no idea. <laughs> like all I can, like
0: my theory, the whole time has just been, like I said, in the beginning of this podcast, that they're on earth, that yeah. they're on earth
1: the entire time. And that would kind of make sense at the end of this movie, but they're not on earth.
0: That like, no, that they went back with the humans and nobody fucking believed them. Yes. And they just, they kept on going and fade was classified as a hero And Ape Society just continued to fucking expand and expand until we got present-day Planet of the Apes. But, like, they don't...
1: That's not the case. That's not the
0: case, apparently.
1: Yeah.
0: Apparently, that's not the case. Now, did you mention at one point to me before the podcast that Tim Burton... Just kind of wrote it as like a lazy like, hey, if they want a sequel, like this will lead into the sequel.
1: Yeah, uh, apparently, if you ask almost anybody in the in the movie, they were all just like, I have no idea what that ending means. <laughs> like, it makes no sense. And apparently, yeah, he wrote it as a haphazard way of setting up a sequel if Fox wanted one. Which Fox at the time were really banking on this doing well. And and like I said, did well financially, but it was just you know bashed by critics. And this
0: is this is what I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. This was the fucking studio overstepping their bounds. They, you know, wanted a sequel. It clearly played into the ending of this film. Estella Warren's in this movie for no other reason (laughs) than to to look
1: at her. Of course, yeah.
0: You could almost say that about, like, half the people in this movie. Paul Giamatti is in this movie for no reason. Oh, a lot of these characters. So happy. He's in it. Of course. Yeah. He's one of the, but he's, there's no reason for him. There's no reason for this kid character that they keep fucking bringing. Like it almost makes you feel like they wanted to come back to that character at one point. And the same with the Stella Warren too, because her last line to him is something like, maybe you'll come back one day. They kiss and she runs away. And like, it's set up for him to return to the fucking planet of the apes return to the planet of the apes.
1: Um, Sadly, not a title, right? That's not a title for one. That should no, have been.
0: no, it should have been. Um, Done. But, but like, it just seems like so many of these fucking bad decisions were the studio being like, set this up for a sequel. And it just, it ruined the plot. Not that it was a good plot to start with, but it ruined all chances of redemption in the script. I have no fucking idea what this ending means. I've no clue. I've tried to figure it out. Did he cross into a new dimension? Did he accidentally go more forward in time he's been on Earth the entire time? did like it's just the a monkeys like come and to have a twist, yeah. Conquer fucking Earth because they evolved. I have no fucking idea. The twist makes no sense. It's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. I, I this whole fucking 2-hour long movie that's been boring as shit. You're waiting for the payoff at the end. And it's so lazily written and terrible. Like, why? Why did we watch the movie?
1: Yeah, people complain about War for the Planet of the Apes being a slow movie and that it's uh, there, that there really is only one battle scene. This movie legitimately only has one fight scene or battle scene. Yep. And it's boring as shit, man. And there's no character development, and no one to latch onto, and you don't care about a single fucking person, including the protagonist. I don't care about Mark Wahlberg's character. I Mark Wahlberg could have died. In I like. Yeah, I was going to say Mark. Mark Wahlberg absolutely could have died. Everyone could have died. Wouldn't have shed a tear. I, I genuinely, I, I only think that the standout performers here are actually, not joking, like Paul Giamatti. Michael Clark Duncan is, is at least having fun and understands what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. Tim Roth is overcooking this. Mark Wahlberg is dead-eyed as fuck. And it seems like he's sleepwalking, but I could tell he was really trying to be a badass action hero. He just didn't have the chops yet. It's mm-hmm. really unfortunate. And HBC wasn't great in this either. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no. Helena Bonham Carter I was also not a fan of. And normally I think she's, you know, all right in some movies. I think she's technically... I wouldn't say worse when she works with Tim Burton, but I particularly like her other works better. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, I
0: I feel like anything I've seen her not in a Tim Burton film, she's always been, I don't know. I feel like she's almost cornered into roles with him sometimes.
1: And no one else could have done anything better with her role. And that's the other thing is I don't think anyone could have elevated this material because it's just really, it takes all of the worst parts, in my opinion, of... A classic movie, and when I say worst parts, I, there's no bad parts of, of the original movie from what I can remember. I haven't seen that movie in years. I, I, I mean find years. very little wrong with the first movie. I really do. But it takes all of those great concepts and ideas that they play with, and, and, it, and it completely strips what makes them important and, and interesting and engaging. And I just found this movie so just boring and and st- studio, you could tell, was interfering with it. Yeah, It's just a frustrating experience the whole time through.
0: So I know that that is kind of summing it up, but go ahead, give me your rating and a quick summary of why you did or did not like this movie.
1: Yeah, so it's got a 45% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to give it a 30. I think the production design and everything from a filmmaking aspect is almost perfect. With the caveat of there obviously could have been things done better, but I do think from a terms of uh, music, From cinematography, production design, costume design, makeup effects, all of that's really solid. Mm -hmm. The acting is kind of laughable at times. Some of them are all right. And I just, I haven't seen this movie in so long and I remembered why I didn't go back to it after kind of growing up a little. Like I haven't seen this movie probably since I was 15 and I remember in between 10 and 15 I watched this movie a whole fucking lot. But like... It's just one that I don't think I'll need to revisit again. Forgettable is an understatement, <laughs> and uh, but I might check out some of the thirteen hours of prime packed feature. Yeah, right, good point. All right,
0: so a thirty for you. A third. Okay. I'm going to give it a thirty. Okay. Yeah, I have to. I have to be upfront about this, and I, I mentioned this earlier. When you tackle a reboot, you have like I don't like comparing sequels to the first one. I don't like you know it, critically anyway. Um, especially in this podcast where we're just trying to analyze a movie as for what it is. But I don't think you can have a reboot without looking back at the source material. Cause that's exactly what you're doing. This movie. I, I like, honestly, I have no other way of putting it. It's disgraceful to the original <laughs> content. It's like, it just, some of the things that they were doing, like campy, like, it was trying to be the campy Tim Burton. And at the same time, like blow your mind and it just it misses on all marks everybody except for those few exceptions that you mentioned just feels like they're fucking sleepwalking through this um it must have been a pain in the ass to fucking film they're they're in locations that don't look like they're fun to be in they're in makeup and costumes that can't possibly be fun to be in <laughs> yeah. you know and just the script is so bad the writing's so bad it it definitely does feel like the studio interfered way too much. It, it, the whole thing just feels like an insult to what made the original movie so good. You're taking so much of the source material that really kind of shaped the sci-fi genre and you're just you're forcing people to accept it because that they should. Yeah. The original went out of its way to leave a little bit of mystery, a little bit of, you know, jump to your own conclusions here, but it also did a pretty good job at explaining what was happening to you. In this movie, it's plot hole after plot hole that they don't bother to fucking fix because it's a planet of the apes and you should just fucking accept that. It just the whole thing Feels like it was lazy. Tim Burton, you know, God bless him. He was the wrong person to do this movie. Yeah. Just wrong to do this movie. It should have been given to someone else. Mark Wahlberg shouldn't have had this role either. It could have been anybody else. And I think it would have had a better character. A more charismatic person Mm -hmm. would have done way better. Not that he hasn't grown up to be a much better, more charismatic lead actor. Mm -hmm. He just wasn't in this film. No. It, it, so I'm going to go ahead and it, I'm giving this movie like a 20, man, Ooh. a 20. I, it's just I felt insulted, man. I like I really felt like if this movie were a person, it's looking down on me. Yeah. Like it really just like, no, man, I'm the cool kid in town. You just have to fucking accept that. I don't. It It, it was it was boring. I don't fucking remember a thing. We watched this movie an hour ago. I don't fucking
1: remember yep. anything about it. <clears throat> So, yeah, 20. It's, it's just terrible, man. I, I remember in 2011 watching the trailers for the new series to come out, and I had no expectation because I remember this movie mm-hmm. and just being like, ah, well, I don't... They, I mean, I don't see what they can do to elevate th- this series. I really thought it was going to be a series that was just going to die. Mm-hmm. But they figured out a way to make a Planet of the Apes movies by centering it on an actual ape. Yeah. And developing that character, and it was fucking genius. and And those movies are... Like we mentioned in a previous episode, honestly some of the best Astounding. trilogy I would I can think of right now to come out in the past, you know, ten or fifteen years. My, One of the best.
0: My favorite blockbusters to come out in the last ten years. Yeah. Easily my favorite blockbusters. They are you know, even if I acknowledge that they're not perfect movies, I don't care. They're they're fascinating to me. The special effects are incredible, and they're you know, they're doing a good job at the genre. They are respecting you know they're respecting their audience they're respecting the science behind it even if it is a little far-fetched but you know the idea of the original planet of the apes was far-fetched that's why it's a sci-fi
1: but they root it in a reality exactly and these characters feel real not like these fucking caricature tim roth's it's ridiculous no i feel, i
0: care way more about a character like caesar or even a Koba. yeah koba i i care way more about those characters than I care about any single fucking person in this movie and they don't force anything on you in those films they're just like this is the situation hop on board or don't we don't care this is why we're going with it yeah and I love it. I, I so it, this was disappointing. I'm glad this didn't. Nothing came of this because can you imagine if they made a <laughs> yeah, fucking sequel? This, yeah. they,
1: that would have been it. We would never get those. We would not. Planet of the Apes
0: movies we have now.
1: It's like well, you got to thank them every once in a while. You got to thank Joel Schumacher for making Batman and Robin because that's how we got the. Nolan. That's how we get the Nolan. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's how we turn around and get this the dark, happens. gritty Nolan. We get when some we get fucked fucking up, Batman ridiculous shit. Like, yes, yeah. yeah, and that's what causes us to be like, all right. No,
0: exactly, and and again. for that. We can thank this movie, but for nothing else, we can thank this
1: movie. <laughs> nothing else. Well, next week, we might get a little... I think it's a, a nice little reprieve from our typical fair here. Dude, after this week, I like my shoulders
0: feel a little lighter. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited about next
1: week. We're doing a movie that's actually well-received critically. And, and typically for the show, we like to, to look at movies that are... We can't quite remember if they're good or bad. And, and typically, those movies are negatively receives we try not to pick universally acclaimed films because you know we yeah. all know they're good and the point of the show is to kind of look at the movie unobjectively or objectively rather and, yeah. and, and determine if it holds up so next week we're doing a movie i think our first disney animated movie i got it yeah i think so yeah right, we've done a few i thought we did a, a disney live that we did a homeward bound and i think we've done one or two other live action disney so I yeah i can't remember if we I can not remember if done we done it. we haven't done like a classic disney movie yet and so this one you could call a classic if you grew up in the 90s like we did, yeah. and I consider it a classic. Uh, I haven't seen it in a very long time, uh, so it'll be worth revisiting. I think I got drunk and watched it a couple of years ago, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah? Yeah. I have it on Blu-ray, and I haven't uh, put it in since Sh- I owned it. Should so. we tell them what we're doing? Let's do it, dude. It's 1997's
0: Hercules. Dude, I, you know what? I do remember loving this movie. I remember loving the music but, in it. Yeah, man. From
1: zero to hero.
0: But... I do remember it being a flawed movie.
1: Hercules, the hero.
0: So I'm, I'm curious to revisit this and see what we
1: can grab out of this. I have often dreamed of a far off place and a great warm welcome We'll be, be waiting, waiting for me look forward to a lot of singing a in lot of nostalgia be jammed with... on next week's episode oh and a lot of frank reynolds references <laughs> yes danny doors. devito's in this movie he is thank god yeah but uh thank you for listening this week thank you for downloading and subscribing if you haven't subscribed you really should it would it would it would help us out absolutely would appreciate it do that right on nbd.podbean.com our uh, official posted hosted site yeah that say? is our
0: original <laughs> our original hosted site that's where we post everything and then we kind of just send everything out from there you can also check us out on itunes just mm-hmm. search for nostalgia be damned and like we said tell your friends subscribe to the show please 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 write us a review because it helps us lets us know uh if we suck or not
1: it let's yeah and i just helps people reach the show and find the show easier so
0: the more reviews the more likely we are to
1: get out there, and we'd love to keep doing and this. And to keep doing this, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. But thank you very much for your support so far. Oh, yeah, thank you so much. But shit, dude, Hercules, there was one line in this movie that I did write down that I want to end the show on, and it's probably my favorite line of the movie. Sure. I believe it is Never send a monkey to do a man's job. And if you think about that, it really makes sense. Never send a monkey to do a man's job. Do you get it, Zach? No. Well, once you think on that, ruminate on it, <laughs> write us an email, uh, what, your interpretation. <laughs> no, the
0: monkey was more competent in that movie. The monkey was more competent in that movie. That's it for nostalgia, Be Damned. Everybody, thank you. And for someone else, but not for me. love was out to get me. Now that's the way it seemed. Disappointment haunted all my dreams Then I saw her face Now I'm a bitch.